All right, so we're live and we don't have viewers yet, but I am with our special guest, Josh. So, Josh, how are you? How's everything in your life? Good, good, doing good. How about you? Well, yeah, well, <laughs> what an answer, no? I'm curious, <laughs> though, while, while waiting for our viewers to come in, about Quirk Clothing, when are you guys going to release a new, you know, collection and all? Um, so Quirk's uh, taking a, a parang hibernation as of the moment, but uh, mm -hmm. we're... Um, drafting we, we, we've been designing since uh, since last since last year actually even before yung mga, we, the stuff that we've never got to release because of the pandemic is still there um we're gonna produce it soon and uh but there's no timetable at the moment because we're taking a time to have it uh really solid before uh, we just don't want to launch pro product just because so yeah. took a long break and now we're, we're, we're gonna take advantage of the long break and uh, cook up something good, hopefully. Mm. Well, exciting times. And finally, we have two viewers already. So welcome, guys. So welcome Hello. to Season 2, Episode 2 of Iglap. So we started out in Iglap. We were, what, five, six people, and now I'm just one. So I think I should change the show's <laughs> name already, but let's see. So, you know, before we, you know, get into our topic, for all our viewers, we have a special code from Koei Blends. So if you look at the comment section, if you use that specific code and you purchase, let's say, coffee and tea bags or coffee grounds, etc., for the first five customers only, you'll get a special discount of 50 pesos off. So definitely go try that out. So for the episode for today, this is something that Josh and I have been discussing for quite some time, I'd say. I think a, bit, a couple of months, now, Josh, when Avatar first came out in uh, Netflix and I watched the show for the first time. Yeah, which was already about how many years old now? Probably 10 or, or close to that. Right? Yeah, you're a late bloomer. <laughs> Super late bloomer. But I have zero regrets. Josh really convinced me to, to watch the show and I've been hooked. You can even ask Rika, I'm already planning to buy the books and stuff like that to, to satisfy my avatar craving. So, you know, the episode for today of Iglap is discussing you know the themes of both shows you know both uh last airbender and legend of Korra. so for anyone who has not seen either show or who's seen one or and hasn't seen the other major spoiler alerts so please stop watching now and just you know come back when you finish the show so i guess how about you josh where, where do you want to um start off which show do you want to start with since you're the guest um, well, well, Sigurd, it makes sense we start with uh, The Last Airbender first. Okay. Right? Um, and then slowly move towards uh, Legend of Korra. I don't know if a lot of people have watched um, The Legend of Korra, na. Um, but uh, I'm sure more people have watched the first series. But I would say um, if you guys haven't watched The Legend of Korra, because by the way, right now it's on Netflix, so there's no reason yeah, for thank you God. to miss it. Thank Before God. I did, <laughs> I mean, it was hard to hard to get. I mean, um, all we had was cable, so it's either you'd have to watch um, every single week live on Nickelodeon or yeah. or pirated. You didn't hear it for me, but yeah, before <laughs> actually, you know, not, I not, not encourage it, but yeah. Pero, well, to to be fair, after I watched Airbender, Josh like, you have to see Legend of Car. I'm like, okay, 
then I went to Netflix and I was like, it's not here. Then Josh was like, I have it in my laptop. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I don't have it in my laptop. No, you don't have it in your laptop. It was yeah. all a joke. No, but point being is, Josh kept, on, <laughs> Josh kept on time. You know, you have to see the show. You have to see it. And, you mm. know, after watching both shows, I would like to thank Josh for really opening my mind to the show. Because quick ba- background on me. When I was younger, I wasn't really into anime that much. I mean, when I was a kid. I watched Akazuken Chacha and uh, Fushi Yugi. Basta Curious Play, whatever the proper Sh- name is. Fushi Yugi. Other that one, yeah. So I only saw those two. But then, you know, I was more into the normal cartoons like Ed and Eddie, you know, the more Western kind. And so when that came out in Nickelodeon, I was like, I'm not really that interested. But then everyone in school is like, you know, Avatar, Avatar, Korra, Korra, and stuff like that. So let's, again, let's go straight to uh, Last Air- Airbender. I think season one is called um, Air, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm. I mean, the first um, season of season one. The real fans might play me. I forgot the name of the book, the the chapters. But yeah, yeah, the chapters. I think it's it was um, air. Yeah, the air, fire, and earth theater or something. Because it was only three seasons. Eh, right? No air. The second season was Earth. Oh us. okay. Then third is fire. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. So when maybe you, wasn't yeah, the first yeah. one called Water? <laughs> I own a pala water. Right, it's not air. It's you learn those. Um, elements. Correct, correct. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because since he's the airbender already and he's the master of airbending, it would be ridiculous to have a season called uh, Air. Yeah, so let's talk about that one. Now. So, of course, we all know, um, hopefully those who are watching have seen the show. You know, it starts off with um, Sokka and Katara. 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 Uh, <laughs> Finding Ang and that, you know, that, that iceberg. Right, and you, you know the whole first season is kind of character building, in my opinion. So you know you get to really understand each character just a bit. And what I love about Avatar, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, Josh, is you know unlike Korra, Avatar has just one main villain, and okay, maybe two main villains, but you know they really take the time to develop all the characters well, mm-hmm. so that you know. Instead of having so much exposition, we already know things immediately. So I, I want to hear your your side of it. What did you think of the first season, which is water, not air? <laughs> first season. Actually, the... F- mm-hmm. <clears throat> Man, the, the, the first season was just... Probably just okay, right? But because it, it set the ground for everything else. Um, I believe the best season was the second one. But the first season was yeah laying the groundwork for uh, each of the characters and uh, the whole the whole plot which was was beautifully executed till the end. Um, it was a good Definitely. starting point. It's because uh, I think I think I think I said next to the air nomads which were annihilated, right? uh, The water tribe was the parang most marginalized out of the other nation. And they also kind of mm-hmm. were. Um kidnapped and stuff, right, by the Fire Nation. I mean, in the yeah. latter seasons, they kind of explained that, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, because yeah, the two companions of Ang, which, uh, they're both, well, they're, were they brothers? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, siblings. Mm. Siblings, right? So, they, they two were waterbenders. They didn't have a uh, airbender or firebender friend till the second season, so... Um, it was technically third, pang eh, for fire. Very close to home because you know, Ang, 
Ang treated them as family because he, he didn't know his actual family na, uh, yeah. because he was protected um, from the world. So, mm-hmm. um, so yun, parang he starts from home, diba? And then parang that's where the, actually advent, the adventure starts. So, I mean, uh, season season one had a lot of iconic moments and quotes. Maybe the most iconic one is the last episode where Fire Nation attacked, um, um, oh my God. That that <laughs> that place the, the princess, right? So yeah, yeah, that, that's the I think Northern Water Tribe. If I'm not yung, yung, oh yeah, the first time he went into the Avatar state. So I think that might be the most uh, um, notable episode. But okay, naman for me, it was nice. Uh, for the first season, was a nice um, um, jump start. I mean, um, would have got en- gotten anyone hooked uh, for the whole um, cartoon just for the first mm-hmm. season. Yeah, and I, what I like about the whole Avatar show, no, is the whole spirituality side of it, the whole moral side, because you know, and this is throughout the show, especially in the second season, when, or well, technically more of the third, where they're like, you have to kill um, Ozai and stuff like that. That's how you're gonna stop him. There's no other way to stop him. And Ang, as being a, an Airbender, he believes in peace, being a vegetarian, mm. so very Buddhist in a way. Yeah. Yeah, and and well, that's what I like about the show because you know how you know in the early two thousands when you look at you know films shows that are about superheroes or stuff like that, the villains always have to die. There's no way that oh we can reform them or they go to jail. They always have to die, you mm. know. And th- that's what I appreciate about mm. the show because the show really treats its audience like young adults. You know, they're not like you know other shows where they're like oh this person's purely bad. Yeah. When you look when you look at it, like for example, Ozai, I would say is the product of his father or maybe his grandfather, the one who killed Roku, the the last the the firebender before Ang. So the question is, is he truly bad or is it more of, is he the product of the situation he was born in? Mm. Because you know when people are born, right? When we're babies, we're like a blank slate of paper, and you know because of experiences, because of our environment. That's what helps shapes us as people. So it's all. I mean, yeah, Ozai is bad in the sense that he wants to rule the world. But was he inherently bad? Was he born bad, or was it because of the product of his environment? And same with Azula as well, right? That's a very good point. I haven't actually thought about it that way. But if you think about it, it makes sense. Is because the reason why he's super frustrated with Zuko and banished him, Dubai, is he thought na. Um, as his son, he he had a lot of, um, like, you know, um, he 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 looked up to him as a predecessor, similar to how his father treated him, and he wasn't able to, you know, live up to his parents' standard. So, you know, um, says a lot about nga. Maybe it's a lot a big influence nga comes from that's how his father, of his upbringing, that's how his father treated him. Maybe tradition, di ba? Yeah. And you know, Zuko sort of, uh, in a accidentally uh, broke that tradition, and then you know set him off to um, his uh, parang odd journey uh, yeah. in the story. Yeah. And what I so I guess what we can do now is before we get too much into the details, maybe we can talk about each character a bit, what we like and dislike about each character, and yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, each character kind of had their own moral dilemma in a way, and their own spiritual. You know, um, moment of enlightenment. So, of course, let's start out with Ang. So, you know, discovers that his whole 
tribe has been annihilated his own race of people and it's more about the whole buddhism side of Anne, right i mean what i like about the show is they really make him a kid because he was frozen Ooh. for like a hundred years so obviously yeah. his mind couldn't develop he didn't get to mature yet and and things like that so what did you think about how the show treated ang and things like that yeah yeah i like how they stuck to him his character as really a kid who who was um naive also uh innocent of a lot of things and also just you know carefree but, but because of that actually i think I don't know, maybe contrary to, to some popular opinion, I, I actually just kind of dislike Ang. So it's because that parang, I was really annoyed by his character because, because you know, people would put him at times, pero because nga of the pressure put into him, he was, you know, people expected him to act or save them in a lot of scenarios or look up to him, <clears throat> able to, because of his immaturity. And maybe a lot of times, I can't pinpoint uh, things right now, but a lot of the times um, they get into tricky situations because of his indecisions or wrong decisions. Yeah. So in that regard, I, I was really cool. I was quite annoyed with his character, but um, that's the, the, I think that shows the beauty of how his character was written. Right? Because he's, yeah. he was really a kid uh, who knew nothing, who had to really grow up. Quickly. Very quickly. You know, I mean, yeah. like you were you were supposed to be just free and play around, right? but like, hey, you have to save the world because you're the avatar. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, remember we discussed in the and when we met again after a few months of the whole lockdown. You asked me who my favorite character was, and like I bet it's not <laughs> Ang. And yeah, it really wasn't just because you know you're thinking, damn, you know, Ang, you have all these powers. Why, why are you acting that way? But that's the whole yes. beauty of the show, exactly, because they made it very authentic eh? because it would be so, honestly, it would have been so boring if Ang was like this mature guy who's like, I need to do this, I need to do that, right? Yeah. So I think they did him right. And to be fair, in like season two and season three, he started to show his maturity, his growth yeah. as a person, right? You know, like when he was saying um, to that, I don't know if he's like a guru or something. Remember that guru who's trying to help him get back into the avatar state or how to use it? The mm. one who helped, uh, Oppa and all. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, the maturity and when he had to choose to either save Katara or stay there and learn the Avatar state, right? I mean, that was a very big mature decision he had to make. And that's what I appreciate about the show. So yeah, so what do you dislike about him or what do you like about him? Just one one of each. Uh, well, uh, number one is immaturity, right? I think number mm. one, dislike. That's the dislike. Mm. What I like about him is, uh, <clears throat> I think he had a good moral compass for a kid, right? And he had to, yeah. you know, a lot of pressure was put on him. I mean, he was a quick learner. I mean, the story would not have progressed if his character was not built upright, right? I mean, each, yeah. the, the, I know of each season depended on, on how quickly he would he would learn all these things, eh? Not just skill wise, but like, parang emotionally wise, eh? Exactly. I have to agree with you. Definitely, it's the whole being uh, immature one at the start. That was my biggest dislike, the way he was acting like a kid and complaining about stuff. Yeah. And, okay, I hope people don't hate me for saying this, but I found it a bit annoying when he was so obvious that he liked Katara a lot. Like, mm -hmm. when he was listening to the, I don't know, the fortune teller or something. 
So, uh, yeah, so I guess it is realistic because he's a kid, right? I mean, like us adults only yeah, like he's, someone he's, temporary. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's the first time he felt it too. Right? Exactly. Probably the first girl she met. Uh, he met, right? Exactly. I mean, for us, as adults, we try to hide it, right? We, we try to be passive. Mm, yeah. But him, because it was so obvious, I bet Sokka knew, like, the minute that dad did, right? So, yeah. yeah, and yeah, I agree with you about the moral compass because, you know, for a kid's show at that time, you know, you're teaching kids about morality and, you know, showing the belief of, like, life you know that life is important that peace is important as well and how to settle conflicts it's not always about violence i mean yes there's a lot of action scenes and yeah there's a lot of violence but i mean at the end of the day he didn't kill ozai he just found another way to defeat him without you know taking his life which was the Ooh, big I, I, I super like that ending uh, <clears throat> it. but yeah i was oh, we'll, we'll get ahead of ourselves to talk about yeah. it later yeah then let's go to the next character so katara I think I'm pronouncing it right. So I guess with Katara, it's more about she had to be a mom to Sokka because the yeah, her mom. Of everyone, actually. Even actually of everyone, even of Toph later on. and I know, I know Toph is older, right? But of course, because he's a guy, he's quite immature. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. Sokka was really close to his dad and see Katara yeah. was close to her mom. So. Hmm. so I guess her dilemma was more about one, how to be a mom to everyone. First Sokka, then Ang, then Toph, then everyone. Mm-hmm. Then what I liked about her character is, you know, she had so much potential. And she was so afraid to, you know, to bring out her potential because maybe she was scared about the power that she would eventually get. You know, you remember that episode, I think, of season two, in that parent town with that other waterbender, the old lady? Mm, yeah. Yeah, so... Okay, so spoilers alert again to everyone. So Katara can do blood bending, which is one of the darkest bendings of all time, I think, because you know there's water in a person's body, you know, in the blood. So she can control what they're doing, and not a lot of water benders can do that. And you know, you have to appreciate her character because of how good she is as a person, because maybe of her environment that she never really used it for bad, and she became a healer, the right? So I think that also helped out. Yeah. yeah, so what do you think about Katara as a character in the show? Um Kat- Katara had to be there for, for the balance. It's because um you have to you have to parang maybe carefree in their own way, trigger happy fellows. Everyone else, if you factor in everyone they met, the the, the group they had had very dynamic um characters and personalities so she had to be the gel for everyone else i mean Ang couldn't do it you know Sokka couldn't do it a few a few, a few, times, a few times they were but like generally diba, if for if it not for katara that group would have not um stayed together as and good that successful yeah. yeah yeah so dislikes and likes for katara top one for each mm. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Dislike first. I think dislike. Mm-hmm. Katara was very protective, right? So she was, she was, she had the best moral compass out of everyone for sure. To a, to a fault, maybe he held, she held um, Sokka and you know Ang, or maybe Zuko in the in the next seasons back. 
because of her being too protective. Um, I think that, but not really a big fault. You can't just like a lot of things about Katara. Um, and the, to go to the like would be is that um, how she cares for everyone, everyone else to a fault also, because, you know, she cares about also the, you know, the people they meet, even though they turn out to be evil. Right? Mm-hmm. So um, I guess, yeah, that. It's really, it's really a caring motherly character, so nothing to say more about <clears throat> Which is bagay on what happens to her later on in her life, right? Mm. Um, for me, Aman, I think the dislike, okay, so I get the overprotective, but for me, it's more about herself holding her, holding herself back in terms mm. of her, her true power, her true talent. Like, I get she's scared, but I felt that, you know, when you have that power to help defeat the Fire Nation, I felt that at that time she should have thought of it that way, not that, oh, it's an evil thing or it's a dark art or something like that. Yeah. Then for like, yeah, I agree about her being more motherly. I think the show did an excellent job of not her being annoying because you know how in some shows the motherly character could get annoying at times because she's too mom-like. But here I think yeah. they did find the person. She was to kill Joy at times, eh? Mm-mm. So you have to give it to the show that you know they're able to really write her well. Actually, for all the characters in both shows, I think all characters were written very well. Yeah. Could you think of one that wasn't? I think all were. No, no, no. This is the no. Okay, we're going back overall. I think okay. it's. I think Avatar may be the best um, Western cartoon that has. So if it if you mix um, Japanese anime into a Western cartoon, it's probably the best you can get. Um, but uh, more than the art and the whole concept of it, of, of them bending elements, I think how each every detail, not just of the characters, the, the characters, the plot, and every each every detail. You, we're gonna we're gonna get into later the the politics of it all. And yeah, the, and the morality and stuff like characters. that. Sobrang galing. Um, <clears throat> I, I can't. Maybe we we have a section about it later, but you can't really have any fault. Like, we can't. I don't know. For me, there's there's no... Maybe there's some lacking. Maybe. I can't think of it right now. But well, I, there's there's no character that was poorly written. There's no loophole or detail I can think of na debatable. What do you think? None. But, you know, I just have to release my frustration. Sabrina season four is the worst of all time. I'm still very upset about it. It's been, what, a week or two? I'm still very upset about it. That's why I actually... Well, this, is a, <laughs> this is actually what inspired me to do this episode because I just can't... Because look, let, let's look at Avatar and Legend of Korra, right? <clears throat> the way the end it is, for both shows, it's an open ending in the sense that you could still follow it if you choose to in the graphic novels for both shows. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to follow it, the ending is also very satisfying for those who just want to watch. Yeah. Well, other well, other shows like fucking Sabrina, where <laughs> there's so many loopholes, so many inconsistencies that they're just saying, "I wish I never saw that season." But let's just go go back. So the <laughs> next character is <laughs> uh, Toph. I think she's one of the fan favorites of all time, because you know she's this blind. Uh, at first, she was a wrestler. Uh, this blind earthbender who they just chose out of desperation because remember they chose a different earthbending teacher dapat for Ang, mm-hmm. but for some reason hindi natuloy so they chose Toph. So what I liked about the character is you know she's her own person she has her own personality, 
Um, and she was never annoying. You know, yeah. you just love how confident care. she is. Hmm? She didn't care. She was also blunt. But yeah. <laughs> just, you're annoying. <laughs> exactly. And the way she is, it's like, yeah, I can respect a person like this in real life. I'm sure we know people like that in our own lives who are very similar to Toph, right? And yeah, yeah. You never get annoyed with them. Because they're always truthful, right? I don't think there was ever a time that Toph lied or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 talk, I'm talking to one now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of my last episodes was last questions, and I'll give you time to think. So between you and I, okay, so for your question later on that you'll answer, who avatar character do you think I am? And I'll answer the same question about you later on. I'll see you later. So, yeah, later on, Payan. So, okay, dislikes and likes about Toph for you. So, dislikes Mona for all characters. Dislikes for Toph. She's my, one of my favorite characters. Uh, it's tough, no, for Toph. There's, there's, there's maybe maybe nothing I dislike about her. Um, well, I, I guess, you know, there are negative traits that are actually good. How she's blunt to everyone. How how she just doesn't care about everyone's feelings is because you, you can't hate that because you know, that's how she is. And you know, for I think most of the time it didn't actually matter if she cared or not. But if she, I mean, she cared enough to save their asses quite a few times. About, but yeah. and she didn't invent her own So likes about her is that yeah, she can be blunt to you. Um, she could call you out if she hates you. Um, right there and there. But like. When it comes down to it, you know, she, she's a good friend. She can, you can rely on her um, anytime. And she, she's a super powerful earth, earthbender. Right? Very. Yeah. Effort, effortlessly. I mean, she, she could feel the freaking earth. So, right? Which we also get to know later on in the next show, Legend of Korra, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, and I think this is nitpicking already. But then again, you could use the Ang defense on it. I just didn't like how she's a bit boy crazy. Like, you know how she's like, oh, Sokka, you saved me. And it was um, Suki. Or I want to be with Zuko this time. Every time every time someone goes with Zuko, they have a life changing. You know that she has that Malindis side of her. And yeah. I wasn't sure at that time if it was bagay on the character. But after you discover what happens to her later on, you kind of see fine. Sige. It is bagay on her character. I know it. Uh, shows that 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 part of her was uh, lacking. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she was quite old now, right? She was older. Well, I get, I get. I mean, at least older than the rest of them, maybe except for. No, um, she was. Was she the oldest? See, Toph. I'm assuming Sokka who was the eldest. Okay, but anyway, she was quite mature, right? Um yeah. Out of everyone, so. Um, maybe that part was lacking. Maybe she can, you can't blame her, right? But uh, maybe she just wants to explore, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, okay, so we're going to do main characters first. Then we can maybe do supporting later on. So how about uh, Sokka? Another fan favorite. Yeah, man, I, I like Sokka. Cause, um, um, Sokka's quite... Maybe a little bit about him is uh, part of my... Um, Personality, just you know, happy go lucky. He was a slapstick. Eh? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the comedy of the show came mm-hmm. from him. Eh? I mean, and actually, a lot of the personality of the show came from just, him. just general humor. Eh? <laughs> yeah, actually, but there's so many memes saying that if Sokka had any kind of bending power, 
uh, the show would be, but let's say the book is this thick. Sokka with with any bending pairing, the show would be this thin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's but, what I love about his character. I mean, here's the thing: the way they wrote him, he was the perfect character. He was funny. He was relatable. He made mistakes, but you could never be upset with him because you know logically those mistakes did make sense for him. So imagine if they gave him earth bending or any kind of bending. The show would have been called Sokka and his friend, the last airbender or something, because yeah. he was really the best character in truth. Yeah, I, I like that. It's 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 a stereotypical character, diba parang there's a human who can't do anything. But, Supposedly, you know, yeah. But eventually saves the world, diba, with, with these bunch of superheroes. Um yeah, I, I like I you know parang mababaw if you think about it. Why do you have to include someone powerless? But like he brought uh, no, a yeah, good dynamic to the to the group, eh? and parang him um, struggling because you know everyone was a bender most of the time, diba? Um, they find a lot of non-benders. Um, he gets into tricky situations, but you know gets eventually just you know parang gets something going to his favor. I mean, it's nice to see that kind of struggle in a, in a parang a world full of magic and power. Um, it's a nice human touch, I would say. I mean, maybe also because uh, maybe that's why also a lot of people uh, like him. It's uh, he's a relatable character. Yeah, and he's so charismatic. Like I could never mm-hmm. hate Sokka for some reason. Yeah. Even when he like you know gloats and boasts about yeah. himself, you don't find it annoying because you know. Yeah, yeah, never, never. I find Ang I know more annoying than him. Yeah, I think every other character is more annoying. Okay, except for Toph. Maybe Sokka and Toph in the main characters are the most non-annoying characters. Yeah. Right, so that's why I'm not even going to bother about the dislikes. Because sure, you cannot. Because there are no dislikes for Toph, uh, for, for um, Sokka. So instead of that, what are your two favorite things about Sokka? Well, yeah, I mentioned it already. Is, um, he's powerless, but um, he... Uh, but he has a lot of street smarts. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta hand it to him. I mean, how he how he um, tricks some uh, you know people. Uh, so maybe his cleverness also comes into play. Um, another one is yeah. Another one is uh, just that fact that nah, he didn't he wasn't um, like everyone else. He didn't use that as an excuse or didn't. Um, I mean, t- contrary, he used it um, more to his uh, ad- advantage. So he never felt that nah, he was inferior. To of, uh, or, um, yeah. yeah, even to Toph, even to Zuko, right? Um, but he, he, I mean, um, he he treated them as equals, and uh, as likewise, right? Came back to him. Never, never, no one really you know, thought about Sokka. No one really um, thought him down. So. Yeah, for me, the top two that I love about Sokka, one is definitely his bravery. Because I don't think mm-hmm. there's ever been a time in the show where when they needed him the most, he disappeared. <laughs> well, like, like some person. Yeah. Oh, like some bald person, no? With a flying, <laughs> with a flying bear or something. The bar. Tapos who's a vegetarian. Uh, no, but I mean, that's one. And second, is, <laughs> second is his charm. Like, he's just such a charming mm-hmm. character. 
and I think that's why he got all the girls because you know I don't think he's considered the most good looking or anything yeah. in that world. But yeah. you know how charming he is and how kind he is and you know how he cares for people in his own way. I think that's pretty amazing for a character like Sokka because it's so easy to make a mistake and make him annoying as well. Because we've seen characters very similar to Sokka at the end, and then later on they become annoying and you're like, okay, this character has to get done. Be full of themselves all of a sudden. Yeah, that's what I like. Never happened to him. Never happened to him. Exactly, and that's what I like because it's more about, or if he was full of himself, it was trying to impress other people, but it wasn't really like something that became part of him. Yeah, and it, you know, trying him trying to impress people didn't really um, put ev- everyone else at um, uh, on odds. So exactly. So before. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Please continue. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm done. Now. Yeah, sorry. The reason why I'm gonna interrupt is we have to thank our sponsor. So first one is Koi Blends, guys. So there's a code that I put in the comments for the first five customers. If you buy coffee and tea bags or coffee grounds, you get fifty pesos off. First five customers only. Next is of course Quirk Clothing. So guys, Josh, this is Josh's love child with another partner, and honestly, if I was as thin as Josh, I would have size, but I don't. So, uh, hey, you fit into one of our shirts. So. <laughs> barely, though. But point is, you know, it's a very nice concept. Give me the head it's, about, <laughs> it's about, you know, childhood stuff, you know, your memories, and the minimalist thing about the shirt is just great. Are you wearing a quirk shirt right now or no? Oh, are you happy to be? I didn't, I didn't mean to be, actually. But yeah, I'm in one. Yeah, so I know they're in a hiatus right now because they're going to get their collective juices, creative juices back. But definitely check their Instagram and Facebook pages. They have really great yeah, yeah. shirts. Yeah, at Kirk Clothing Co. Hmm. Yeah, very, very great shirts. And also Swagat Indian Cuisine, our longest running sponsor for these episodes. So, you know, if you want great Indian food, just go to their website. They can deliver almost anywhere in Metro Manila. Almost anywhere, but... I'm sure there's some limitations. I just yeah, haven't. You, you guys have yet. to try their uh, samosas. It's the best. Yeah, dude, the samosas are crazy. Are crazy yeah. good, no? Crazy good. Or the one so, now. <laughs> they have a good website also. FYI. Yeah, galing, galing, galing the website. So let's go quickly to the comments. You only have two comments. So one is from my girlfriend, who may or may not be watching until now. So hey, babe. And okay, so Josh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but in our show, we have this one viewer. Her name is Mimai. She was one of the guests, uh, guests the last, uh, you know, in last season's uh, uh, season ender. So, hey, Mimai, uh, she can't relate. So, I guess she hasn't seen the show. So, Mimai, please just watch the show. You don't need to watch this this please one episode of Iglap, uh, but do yes. watch the other Iglap episodes. Uh, but for this one, please just try watching it first. Trust me. Maybe episode one. Maybe you know you're not a cartoon anime fan. Yeah. yeah, you'll really get into it. Oh, and there's a fresh one from Ina this time. So she's saying quirk with the with the like. Oh, sorry, with the like this. So yeah. So let's go to everyone's favorite villain. Who, by the way, fun fact is voiced by a Phil Adam. So Ooh, I didn't know this. Yeah. So quick. So quick. Wow. Fun fact. So Zuko was. Pinoy Pride Man. So Duco was voiced by a film actor named Dante Basco, who was one of the um, lost kids in the film Hook with Robin Williams. Oh, wow. You did your research. Nice. <laughs> no, I remember his I voice because of him as a kid. Then when I was watching Avatar, I was like, 
shit, this voice sounds so familiar. Who is this? And like, ah, it's Dante Basco pala. I mean, I I know him because of Hook, because he was the lead, parang yung lead sa mga Lost Boys. I can't remember the character's name, but, you know, great guy. Oh, we have a lot more comments. So, Ina says, same, but I'm convinced it's next on my list. What's next on her list? Ina, you should watch it. Ah, yung Korra ba to? Or Avatar? Wait. No, Avatar No, she hasn't. Just to watch. You have to, you have to watch. We'll watch it together again. Yeah, crazy, crazy. I mean, Rika and I did the same thing. Even if she knows everything, she she was there for my. Oh, I would watch it again. I mean, I'd watch Rika. it the third, fourth. Dude, ask Rika. What I do is I just go to YouTube and I type the scene I just want to see. Then she's like, "Why don't you just watch it?" And I was like, "No, I just want to see this particular scene." Yeah, dude. some scenes are so iconic. Yeah, exactly. You know the fighting scenes and stuff like that. But anyway, let's go to so Jella, anyway, yeah. a former. She is actually the the A in Iglap. So fuck you, Jella. So Zuko, yeah, greatest character <laughs> development. That's true. That's true. Zuko is the greatest character development. Then Nimai is asking, uh, San Kopwede Mapanod, Baron by the Tosa Netflix. Yes, both shows are fine on Netflix, Nimai. Watch um Last Airbender first, then after that, then Legend of Korra. Para you don't get lost. Then yeah, Jella said that already, greatest character development. True, you know, the, the character arc of Zuko is just amazing. That's Pure Amazing. right. Nothing yes. like it. Best character. Art. Galing, like, basang galing. Then. I mean, let's talk about it now. Because so, yeah. Zuko was a frustrating character because he was, you know, he was. Okay. Getting his honor back. You, you, you said, you uh, said, Kanina, about his father, you know. Was he, he inherently bad? And we could, we could, you could. Have the same main argument with Zuko. Was he inherently bad? So maybe we can answer quite arguably no, diba? Is because he was so frustrated about him because parang his anger was in the wrong place. I mean, why why was he why was he like why why did he have rage against the Avatar? It's only because his father banished him and told him, diba? And 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 you know he ended up okay. I, I need to find the Avatar and kill him. Yeah, so to I get can my have my back. It's like yeah. it's like a coping mechanism. It's like he, he he never he never even hates the avatar to begin with, diba? He I just hates the fact that he hates him. I, I, I guess so, the reason why he hated the avatar was to get back the honor, diba? He he put that hate. Hmm. Which is a pattern Which is a medium. Killing killing Ang, or you know, quote unquote killing Ang, was just a medium for to him to get his like uh, honor back. Pardon. From which was he lost it. It's quite a long shot in the first place. Uh, but yeah, but he was a frustrating guy because because we we parang quite saw pass through him. Na his his evilness was unreasonable and had nothing to it. Um, pero was frustrating is because like two seasons down the road, you couldn't really see him. Parang seeing light. Okay, maybe 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 his character is lost. Na pala. Maybe it's just. Um, um, wala na. There's, there's no hope for Zuko. And then suddenly, diba, as the third season progresses, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Parang sudden light. Galing. Yeah. Galing. And so the, the whole Zuko thing, what you mentioned, I think one of the best written characters, and sorry, before we get into him, so there's this whole fan thing that 
it should have been Zuko and Katara who ended up together compared to Ang and mm. Katara. I that I think Maybe. it's kind of actually. I mean, it's like Harry Potter, but a lot of people wanted Harry and Hermione to end up together. Mm. But then, you know, thinking about it, mas but bagay, that, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, for me, mas bagay, I mean, this is just my opinion. I think Ang and Katara are really the most bagay ones for me. And just in my opinion. Hmm. Okay. What do you think about okay. Jealous then? What's your opinion? No, I actually agree. It's, it's, it's because they had a um, quite... I think in the third season, lang, di ba? I mean, they had some um, romantic tension, maybe sexual tension also, but um, there was a spark here. Eh? Be- be- it's because like they did it, they did it better with 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 Cora. We'll talk about it soon. But um, there was a natural affection and spark between them that we didn't see. It was because it was it's easy to root for Ang and Katara because they were there since the start. I mean. Having them together at the end and eventually, you know, up to the next series is kind of a storybook ending. So that's one of the things that they did quite major in the formula. I mean, it wasn't hard to predict, you know, Ang being together with, with Katara eventually. But if they did Zuko and Katara, that would have been interesting. Yeah, I, I agree and with you. People wouldn't hate the writers for it. But then, kasi, like, I feel na if it was parang mas bagay talaga si Ang and Katara just because they're both kind and they're both parang, I don't know, they're very similar in that way. Eh. I mean, I do they do say, like, opposites attract, right? Like, my girlfriend is a gamer. I'm a tito. Um, <laughs> uh, Zuko's a bad boy. Katara's a good girl. But I just felt that Ang and Katara were really meant for each other. Just even if you think about, like, the next show as well. Like their offsprings and stuff like that, right? So yeah. once again, let's let's go it, back it, to it ended up yeah. So let's go back to Jella. So before we do Zuko, because Jella has a lot of uh, disagreements with what we just said. But first, my girlfriend said, "I DK, why would you rewatch it? Because because babe, there are just some scenes you just want to see at certain moments long in your life. So I don't know." Then um yeah, Uncle Iroh, we will get back we'll get to Uncle Iroh very, very soon. Then she said, No parang makapatid, Uncle Iroh. Um no parang makapatid si Ang and si Katara. Well um, she, what from, the start, from the start. Kasi nga, kasi nga, <laughs> I mean they I mean, had that yeah, that parang dynamic kasi eh. It was it wasn't romantic. It was best friendly. Eh? So in that regard, it was hard to imagine them when they eventually grew up. Now it was hard to imagine them having a romantic relationship. I mean, it was easy to understand because you know, just media. But uh, lang. Yeah, I understand Jella in this. Okay, actually. because she said also same sila ng history yung some moms nila. Actually, we never know about Ang's parents. Then, okay, this I agree with her. And we'll talk about couples later on. But Team Toffa, Toffa, Tole. Ah, Toffa, why not? Um, team Toff and Sokka. That, that's true, though. Like, ang bagay yeah. na lang dalawa. And that's and why you can't deny. And that's why, for me, it's Ang and Katara. Because the Toff and Sokka are very, you know, they're very, um, um, they're very charming. They're very um, confident in themselves. While Katara and Ang are very humble, very quiet. 
you get what I'm where I'm going with this, right? So anyway, uh, let's talk about Zuko Muna because I think he's a character that definitely needs to be talked about. So I guess here's the thing. The way the show wrote Zuko is when he made his mistakes again, when he got lost again, you're meant to be upset with him. Like you're meant to be pissed with him. But then I cannot use that as a dislike because at the end of the day, the way they created his redemption arc is just brilliant. They wanted you to hate him. They wanted you to be frustrated with him. Because the yeah. thing is, yeah, exactly. you don't you cannot truly blame him for the decisions he made. You'd be like, no, you shouldn't have sided with the Avatar. No, but the other day, he was in, at sea for how long, believing that if he captures this one person and brings him back to his dad, he's going to get the love and the affection that supposedly lost because he showed kindness. But I cannot dislike Zuko. There's absolutely nothing he's done in the show that I could consider as a fault in the character. I, I don't know. Could you think of something? I mean, obvious reasons, right? from the start. He was very... Um... Ano ba? Uh, I mean, he was he was he was cocky. He was always mad. He was always spiteful. He's always in revenge mode. Pero those are those are ano eh, Those are formula things. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's written to be frustrating and uh to be ano eh, Easily to hate. Yeah. And then suddenly he he has a change of heart. So I think every any everything that he's um grown up to be um, from like the start of the second season. I'm uh, sorry, from to go to mid-second season up to the end, totally negates everything he did or how he was um, in the first season. So so yeah, it actually balances out maybe towards more positive side. So can't really, I don't have something against him. And um, you know, just like, I guess if we ask what we like about them, the answer is just the whole redemption arc. That's it. Like, there's no specific yeah. thing anymore. Yeah, the acceptance, right? Acceptance first. Damn, you know, like, you know, here's the thing. You know that other meme where they have that bang photo of the horse? So for Game of Thrones, about seasons one to two, ang ganda ng puwet ng horse, realistic. Then three to four, ganda ng katawan. Then when you get to the latter seasons, it looks like what a five-year-old drew. You know, like Lord of the Rings, the yeah. trilogy, and Last Airbender, the trilogy, because three seasons. It's the beautiful horse drawn, the ba. Because, I mean, look, the show did have filler episodes, which we'll talk about later on. Mm. But season two had a filler episode. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, it was done in such a way that it's enjoyable and it made sense. Like even people mm-hmm. who don't like filler, some of them when I ask them, "What's your favorite episode?" It's actually a filler episode. Mm. You know, unlike season two of Core, which we will talk about in length later, because it was very. Which was a filler season. Yeah. Yeah. Color season, right? So yeah, so moments. moments. Yeah. Yeah, but wow. So Zuko's amazing. Now I guess it's time to talk about just very briefly the supporting characters, the main ones. So I'll name all of them first, the ones that we I think we should talk about. Because there are a lot of supporting characters we could talk about, like Boomy, the the Order of the White Lotus, etc. But I think these are the major supporting characters. I know that's ironic, but anyway. So we're gonna talk mm-hmm. about Ozai, obviously, the main villain of the show. Then Azula, who I think is second in command in terms of being the main villain. Third is, of course, Iroh, one of the most important supporting characters of all time. Uh, fourth one, I think, should be Suki. 
just because I felt that you deserved better. And I think we should stop at four. What do you think? Should I add someone else? Well, we could go on. We could add my. Could add. <laughs> but exactly. I think those four. I think those four important four, right? So let's start with um. Who should we start with? I think we should start with Suki. So a lot of people like her character because you know, like, like uh, Sokka, she's very confident in herself. She's very cocky, but she's very good, and she's not a bender. Yeah. So. Likes and dislikes about Suki. Hmm. Actually, what can I say about Suki? Parang she, um, her character didn't really have a. Aside from the fact that she, she kind of looked like Avatar Kyoshi, pero, um, I don't know, man. Um, Suki was a nice. It was a nice. I know. For sure, he was a, she was a filler character, diba. Um, pero um, she was an essential part of the second season. Even the because, third, actually. Yeah, I mean, even the third, actually. She, I mean, she, she was, she was the uh, extra arm that they needed um, when everyone else was really uh, down and out. She had, yeah. she had the the nice moments there, but I think um, I wanna, I wanna compare her to like. Did you did you watch the did you watch all the the newer Star Wars movies? Yeah, of course. Unfortunately, she was kind of like Rose. Eh? She was kind of like Rose. The parang mm. additional character add help here and there, but you know, if you take the character out, they would still have done the main thing anyway. Um, yeah, uh, don't have not 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 much feelings about Suki. She's a nice character though. She was um, a nice addition. Gonna just just another. Parang dynamic of uh, of of another helping hand, I guess. She could have have ended also with Sokka then. <laughs> I, 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 I assume in the end they ended up together, Sokka and Suki. So when you go to Legend of Korra later on in the show, just remind me about Sokka, okay? I'll probably forget what I'm about yeah. to say, but I hear the word Sokka, I'll definitely remember what I want to say. So yeah, I agree with Suki about you about Suki. Na you know, I I just felt that they should have given her more. Because I felt she was just such an interesting character, but I guess because of how perfectly the show is written, they didn't want to damage the dynamic of the show already. So that's why I appreciate that they gave her her own book. Like she has her own story right now, a graphic novel about her. So I think that's very important for the character, just because she was a she really was a very interesting character, right? And I never thought that she would like Sokka, to be honest, because though Sokka was very um boastful about his fighting skills and stuff like that and then she just kicked his ass in what 10 seconds or less yeah well suki was a baller <laughs> she, she's she, a baller she was yeah. one of the best fighters she's like mvp honestly right yeah so good for, for all the non-benders she, she's probably the best one exactly now let's talk about ozai so what i liked about the show was we only saw ozai's face what season two Probably, like last episode, or maybe he's like he's like the emperor overlord, right? So he is the main villain of the show, and that's what I like about Avatar. They only had one main villain who just wanted to destroy the world, like he wanted to rule it. And you know what I liked about it is they made you fear him. I mean, not in a horror way, but more like this guy is ruthless. He burns his son. Right? He burnt his freaking own son, man. Like, 
how yeah. not ruthless can he be? And you know, later on, he kicked his wife out, the mother of both of his children. So, in my opinion, as a villain, he's flawless. What do you think? Yeah, man. Um, there's a lot of mystery. Ang haba, ang haba ng show na to eh. Like how many episodes per season? And Twenty plus, I think. Obviously, obviously, uh, Overlord Ozai. He he's a, he's a he's the biggest baddest villain. What I like the most about it is when it came down to the final episode, final final episode. He didn't really disappoint, man. He was really the ba- the baddest yeah. firebender yeah. in the world. Grabe. Um, that's you know. Uh, sorry, I, I'm gonna make a Star Wars reference also. Sure, you know how fine. how mysterious she she Snoke was. They just killed him in the second movie. But what the fuck? You know, they didn't know what they were doing. Ozai did disappoint, man. I mean, it took Ang literally all the elements to beat him. And Avatar State as well. Yeah, and he's just a firebender, huh? by the way. He just bends fire. That's how you know almost beat the Avatar, almost. That's how you know, honestly, like, if you're an aspiring screenplay writer or even an author... Just watch the show because, you know, I bet it took them years before they even had the first episode run up just to perfect what they were doing because incredible. Like what you said, he's just a freaking firebender. It took everything. It, it's like, yeah. like through everything, the kitchen sink, a tank, whatever, right? Yeah, the whole mountain. Yeah. Everything. That's why everything and that's why you know this show for me in my opinion is one of the greatest shows ever in terms of how it's written because three freaking seasons and yet you're so satisfied with everything everything closes each character is well developed i know of a trilogy means a lot of the times uh, shout out to game of thrones the ending really disappoints if it <sighs> oh my god it's on whole epic story then you see the ending like that's it. We went through everything. Thanks, no live for this. <laughs> I, I'm gonna invite you right now, but I want Burbs and Ina to be there. Let's have another episode where we discuss the last season of Game of Thrones. Oh shit! You remember you, me, You remember the four of us would watch it live, and we're like using Burbs as HBO. Na oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> or mine <laughs> or yours. So, Shepard, Ian, I were just leeching, no? Just to, to, oh, baka may na, I don't know if someone hasn't watched it yet, but sorry if we spoiled you, yeah. We didn't really spoil it. We didn't naman say anything about the last season that would spoil people, but oh my god. Oh, Anyways, so, Ozai, Flawless, Azula, wow. Excellent wow. villain as well. And the Azula, Azula was the best villain, actually. Yeah, and you know what I love about the Azula character is, she was really mentally unstable to begin with. She wasn't. Mm-hmm. In, she wasn't. Chaotic evil was the best. The the ba? and I mean, amazing. Like you know, the show they show subtle hints. Like me when I rewatch some of the episodes, they're like small like details that you definitely miss out. That you can see, yeah, she's getting unstable more and more every day. Mm. You, you know, like especially in that last episode when she cut her bangs because yeah. Yeah. Some things Amazing. get to her, but she always comes up on top in her own kind of crazy way. Mm. It shows shows it shows her shows you she's still human, but damn, he, she's a perfect villain. Then, like her yeah. father, 
and actually, honestly, uh, if she didn't lose her insa- if she didn't become insane, she could have easily beat Zuko. Let's just be honest. Yeah. But it's because she started becoming insane. Even Zuko's like, oh, I can beat her because she's becoming crazy right now. But if she was like yeah. fully focused, I think she's more talented than Zuko, honestly. True. True. She she had to implode. Um well, she was leading there anyway, but yeah. If she didn't implode it. Wala na. Talo si Zuko easily. <laughs> the story would have ended at that. I would have given yeah. our boy Zuko one minute at most with concentrated Azula. <laughs> okay. So let's go to the, who in my opinion is probably the greatest supporting character of all time, Uncle Iroh, man. Like, Uncle Iroh. Uncle you know, fun fact as well, Uncle Iroh was first uh, voiced by an actor named Mako, Japanese actor who was more known for starring World War II shows because he was actually a, a soldier during Pearl Harbor. Like he was a Japanese soldier during World War II who became an actor later on. But because he died, you know, remember that episode where it was Uncle Iroh in uh, the Earth Kingdom? Mm. In Bashi. Oh that was when they switched voice actors because Mako died. And that's why they dedicated the show to him. That episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. There's a, there's a dedication at the end. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, the, the, the whole parang soldier boy song was for Mako. Because Mako was a soldier. Oh my so, God. I did, this part I didn't know. Oh my God. This is what it happened. even more emotional. The ba, like. Uh, anyway. Now she came back singing that in the. In Cora. Oh. <laughs> No, but you know that that character, in my opinion, because you know, here's the thing with Uncle Iroh. Um, he was like Ozai before. Remember, he was supposed mm. to be the Fire Lord. But then, what I what I loved about the character is he was a broken man before when he lost his son, and we never know why he lost his son, like why and how or whatever. But that's when he realized about being good, about being, um. What's the term for that? Like to settle what you have right now. Like not to allow hate to be in inside you. Mm. Because you remember he was so patient with Zuko. Right? So, so most patient. Yeah, and you know, emotionally speaking, it's it like made my heart cry when you know when Zuko finally became good. Right? And he and he was brought back to his uncle and he was saying, Uncle, I'm so sorry. I know you don't want to see me and things like that. And I would just hug them, right? Then Zuko starts crying and saying, I thought you would want to see me, blah, blah, blah. And Uncle Isaac, Uncle Isaac, I could never hate you, Zuko. I was just afraid you lost your way. It's like, what? Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. what a character, man. Like, perfect, perfect, perfect character. Because, you know, he, he has been through war. He knows why war is not good. You know, he wants peace. And, he, and uh, like, perfect character. Dude. I can't any flaw. Dude. The best analogy I have, he was what Robin Williams was to Matt Damon in Good Will Hunting. Oh, what a diba? good diba? I mean, the, the, the character development of the main character yeah. would have not happened if not for these guys, diba? who was yeah. absolutely unconditionally patient with him. And just love. saw the good in him, despite love everything. Or Uncle Iroh, man. Like, and even in Legend of Korra, which we'll talk about later on, same thing, less screen time, but wow, amazing, amazing, amazing. So 
now we, that we spoke about about each character a bit, I guess let's talk about the themes of Last Airbender. So first one is morality. That's one. And what do you think is another theme? So aside from morality, what else do you think there there is there? There's definitely no politics in Last Airbender. Or if there was, it's like very little. It was more about passing say, right? But for me, it's more about spirituality and morality. What do you think? Mm. It is. If you, if you think about it, it was a religious war, right? I mean, you had one. Um, yeah, you can compare it to, to, to um, like in real life, but... You know, um, fire. The Fire Nation was a, uh, um, para conquistador type na who wants to you know take over the world and know their own religion, quote unquote, to to everyone else. And if they didn't, you know, uh, parang submit to them, um, parang submit to them, um, we'll just kill you, diba? Or like um, surrender peacefully, or we'll annihilate you. And siguro that's why they annihilated the Air Nation first, diba? It's because, um, siguro, morally, morally speaking, they're the, they're the complete opposite, diba? I mean, they're Buddhists, quote-unquote. Yeah. But uh, actually, the reason why they got rid of the Air Nation is because, diba, when Ruko died, the next Airbender is an Airbender. But if you think about it, diba? If you think about it, they're the complete opposite. Yeah, so it just makes sense. Wind. Yeah. When the Fire Nation have this ideology, it's an avatar from the Air Nation who will save the world. Parang ganun. Um, diba? Those, those kinds of things that you don't, you don't really think about. I mean, you enjoy, just enjoy watching it for the story and the characters, pero there's these underlying things na the writers obviously took their time to uh, think about yung mga subliminal um you know, science and, you know, um, ideologies behind why these people do what they do. So, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the whole, okay, let's start with the whole spiritual side. Each, you know, bending style for me has its own, like what you said, kind of like a religion, right? The airbenders are like the Buddhists. The firebenders are like the, you know, the very, um, what's a safe, term to use they're kind of like the unstable religion the fanatics if you will mm, mm. while the water nation is the whole peaceful kind but not really buddhist but you know the very peaceful kind of religion i mean the fire nation would you agree the fire nation was a fascist run exactly almost i mean i guess that's yeah. the whole political side of it more of the fire nation just because you know you had a fascist in ozai right mm. I mean, fascism yeah, no, was, you know, in the real world, was uh, largely about religion, didn't it? So. Hmm. No, that's definitely true. Then you have the Earth Kingdom, who just didn't really care, unless if you're not, unless if you're in Basing say, but if you're not, they don't really care about things. I mean, the Earth Kingdom didn't care about anyone but themselves, because they were protective about themselves. So, world city, diba? So, mm-hmm. um, if you're not kin, then we don't care. But, but you, you could argue they're the most powerful nation. Would you agree? Diba? Earth nation, yeah. Everyone in the Earth Kingdom revolted against the Fire Nation. Could have won. I mean, they, they could take them on. Pero kasi at, I agree. For the longest time, they just stand neutral. Okay, basta don't invade us. We won't care about you. 
So they're always uh, sitting on the fence mm. in a way. So I guess that's the spiritual side of it. And, you know, what I appreciate about, you know, Last Airbender and that whole universe is it's all about your own spirituality as a person. Like, if you look at each, and it kind of, for me, spirituality and morality kind of coincide. Because if you think about it, all, like, uh, Avatar Kyoshi, she said that she had to kill Kang the Conqueror because if not, he would have destroyed the world. And if you think mm. about it, she had no choice. And that's what she believed was the right thing to do. Then um, the other avatar, the waterbender, I can't remember his name, but he's the surfer guy who was kind of useless as an avatar, if I'm going to be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, said, no, you don't really have to kill him. Then the other said you should kill him. So what I liked about the show is it allows its viewers to decide, okay, what do I believe in? Do I want peace or do I want you know, instability? Because I think the common trait of both shows is about instability. Because like Ozai, if he rules the world, it's all fire. The world won't be balanced. And Legend of Korra and its multiple villains, if any of them won, the world would not be balanced. So I like the whole yin and yang aspect of the show that it's all about balance. It's all about, you know, yes, there are conflicts, but there's also peace. When there's dark, there is light. So, you know, something like that. Yeah, totally agree. Right. So before we continue on, let's thank our sponsors again. So definitely Koei Blends. Guys, there is a code that they sent. So for the first five viewers who purchase, who use this code, they get 50% off if they buy coffee and tea bags or coffee grounds for the first five customers only. Then, of course, Quirk Clothing Co., one of the best indie shirts, in my opinion. And I don't really like wearing shirts that much going wow. out. <laughs> no, but to be fair, you guys really have nice um, nice designs. My my favorite purchase Thanks, from you is still the pink elephant shirt. You remember the, the, the pink border of an elephant? Oh, that's right. Classic, classic design. And the reason why I love that shirt is because Dumbo was my favorite Disney cartoon of all time. I'm not sure if you know that. And remember the pink elephant scene there. And of course, it's uh, Swagat Indian Cuisine, guys. Amazing website, amazing food. Just order from them. It's really good, especially yep. the samosas. So I guess for you, for this, Josh, no, because we can talk probably for five hours about Avatar last <laughs> year. But I want to get no, more. If, if you were drinking, you could five hours. <laughs> I mean, we could do even eight hours for both shows. But, you know, I guess... Yeah. I guess, you know, I want to give Cora a chance as well because at the end of this show, I kind of want us to choose in the end who which show we prefer the most. Ah. So right. I, I guess to, to end uh, the whole Avatar part, the last Airbender part, um, what flaws are there for you? What did they do correctly? And what did you learn from the show? Ooh, good one. So what what flaws are there, and what yeah. I what I learned? Uh, flaws, what you like the most, and then learnings. Hmm. There are really a lot of flaws. I can't. I mean, like, sorry, I mean major flaws, huh? because I'm sure there are many minor flaws that anyone could forgive, and it's not. It's more nitpicking. But can you think of any major flaws? 
I can't think of I can't think of anything on the top of my head. Okay, that's a fair that's a fair. Most of the last Airbender. So just to go to uh, I'll just talk about uh, things I like. Um, yeah, but, uh, we touched on it now. Um, is that the it's it's a nice. It's one of the best storytelling shows. So as a kid, you'll, you'll get hooked, right? Um, obviously, because of the characters, because of the bending, the concept, and uh, the whole storyline. But I like how how there's some parang political, spiritual um, things there that... Actually, I, I just really, you know, if having having a session like this, talking um, maturely about it, there are a lot of parang elements there na is really really w- well written. Parang, parang I, I we didn't talk about it that much, but I that's why that's why I like the second season the best. Is that because and damning fiasco and damning stuff that is a boxing day. The secret police. Oh my god, this damning real life counterparts high high and mighty Earth Kingdom. Pero sobrang corrupt pala, di ba? You can you, and you see there's there's like semitism that's being hap- that's, that's happening. And remember, there's also fascism in the Earth Kingdom. True, in its own, yeah, yeah. That's why that's why they don't they don't kind of hate each other, right? Um I mean, I guess, parang you could compare a Western and an Eastern power, right? Um Have have their own pros, but also deep inside. They're all high and mighty, but there are a lot of you know real shit going on inside. Um, if you really talk down to the 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 normal citizens, normal people who are just living their lives, they could say something else rather on what you perceive them uh, them to be as a country, right? or a nation. It's what I like actually, and how 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 that was just a background. Of everything else that was happening, I mean, there was just, I mean, the 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 point of the second season was for Ang just to learn earth bending, right? And to which I think to, had the most difficulty with, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but they ran into a whole bunch of things. Well, again, also season two had a lot of because of that. Season two had a lot of filler episodes then, pero. But ang, ang, it, it was kind of dragging, but like I I liked how it all um uh, they all ran into it. I mean the whole every every little detail about it. What what, what was it called again? The secret police? The Oh shit. Google it. Sorry, Agni Kai came to my mind, but that's the fire bending fight. <laughs> Um, what's it called? Daily, yo. Daily, Okay, so what did you learn? What are your key takeaways from Last Airbender? Hmm. Key takeaways. Key takeaways. Um. Maybe top two, top three, long, because there's a lot. To never count anybody out, or never, never let your first impression of anyone be how you judge them uh, in the end, right? Because because 
everyone's character development. So I think maybe that's one. Right? Two is like like I I like how it ended then, right? I mean, let's get let's get let's get into it a little bit because uh, so you know oh see Ozai was this kind of true evil character, nah just wasn't any good in him. <laughs> so right? it was just if in if. If this was the legend of Kyoshi, not Ang, I mean Kyoshi would have killed him, right? Pero yeah. Ang is a different person, and I liked how you know Ang woke up that day and chose peace, right? Yeah, The uh, so Susan's comet episode, two episode, two episode and finale. Like, That's the time to invade the Fire Nation. Classic <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 man. So, diba? I mean, you know, he took everything to beat him and then finally at his mercy does something totally parang mind-blowing. Let's take out his power so he can't do anything else with it. Take that like, maturity. Grabe. Yeah, thinking about, you know, about whole the death penalty situation where do we, should we just mm. kill the person or we just let them live their lives mm. and realize their mistakes and live with it, right? So it's kind of something like that yeah. as well. Show them mercy and have them live to see what they've done. done this, yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, as a kid, diba, you wouldn't, of course, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want the hero to like beat his ass and like, you know. Pero having that parang kind of ending, gra- galing. It's like, galing, like honestly. Totally unorthodox, yeah. So for me, um, Sorry, what was my question again? Oh my god, my 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 memory's awful. Lost in the uh, top three things you 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 liked earlier. Sorry, sorry. What's the first one? Sorry. Floss. Oh, floss. Floss. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I guess the the only flaws for me is not giving enough time to very interesting supporting characters, aka Snoopy mm-hmm. and Jet. Do you remember Jet? Yeah, yeah, I like Jet. So for me, you know, I feel at times that when the supporting character is that interesting, I don't mind them extending an episode or two just to give us more information about them. But honestly, that is nitpicking right there. Like, I didn't even have mm. to say that, but I just want to point that out. Um, in terms of key takeaways, first one is, I guess it's a more of a millennial thing like us. Because, you know, the world right now, you know, there's a lot of chaos, uh, um, not being being very stable so the first thing definitely is always choosing unity that's my first key takeaway because remember the whole white lotus uh organization or society one was a fire there were firebenders there were earthbenders there were waterbenders there were air uh, no airbenders but point is all the different benders were there who should be fighting against each other but they had one vision and one cause right and it showed that peace and unity is possible and second one would be about the whole, you know, he didn't kill the character. He stuck to his morality, stuck to his morals. And I yeah. think in a world like this, you know, we should allow people to stick or let people choose their morals, right? Don't force them to do something that they're not comfortable in doing. Yeah. And, you know, for so many episodes, he kept on saying, I don't want to kill him. I don't want to kill him. And I think that was the right decision because, you know, it it paved the way for kids to realize that, villains don't always have to die villains can yeah. lose and be put in prison and things like that 
And third is you don't mess with Uncle Iroh. Like, damn, man. <laughs> yeah, He's the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> the, the truth is, I think Iroh could have defeated Ozai. I honestly think. Could. Mm. I honestly think. Are because he can really yeah. downplayed himself. He really down. Remember when he did that whole dragon thing out of nowhere? Whoa. Right? I mean, that's he was like the dragon. Room of Earthbenders, himself. Crazy. So, all right, let's end Avatar there and we'll go back to Last Airbender later on. So, let us talk about Legend of Korra. So, first, so first season is called Air. I have the list right here. So, there are four episodes or four chapters, sorry, or four books. So, first is Air, second is Spirits, Jesus, third is Change. And fourth is balance. So let's talk about season one. So air. So let's talk about a bit about the main characters of Legend of Korra. Uh, and tell me if I'm missing anyone. I'm just gonna say them right now. So obviously Korra, Bolin, uh, Mako or Mako. Fourth is Azumi. Is that her name? Azumi. Asami. Azumi. Asami. Sorry, Asami. Um, yeah. See, was she a main character though? Maybe supporting that, supporting that. Yeah, so let's okay, talk about the main characters first. So we can do the support, the reoccurring support. You know, the Tenzin also. Diba? It's a supporting more for me. Eh. Supporting. So, okay, so the main ones are Bolin, Mako, Korra, and Asami. The supporting are Tenzin, Lin Bei Fong. Lin Bei Fong. Lin Bei Fong, and. I mean, important supporting. I'd say Jinora. We could put Jinora there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Am I missing anyone else who's important in reoccurring supporting? Pangolana, no? I think that's it. Wait, wait, wait. wait if we have to include Jinora, we have to include Milo also. Milo? Because I mean, because <laughs> no, Jinora really played a big role in my opinion. That's why I would have to include her. That's true. That's true. I mean, while Milo was just there for fun, I guess. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so let's talk about the main characters first. So let's start out with uh, Mako, just because I think he's the least interesting of all of them. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, see, Marco, see, Marco is a, the typical uh, machismo guy who's good looking, fit, Brooding. powerful. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a formula guy. I mean, uh, cocky. Um, I mean, I, I think he, he wasn't that cocky, but pero yeah, um, got well with the girls, diba? Uh-uh. Actually, no. I mean, the girls wanted him. Because he's good looking. So he was a hard job. Yeah, because he was good looking. So I'm gonna say something that's a bit unpopular, but I think he's what Sokka could have been if they didn't write Sokka so well. Yeah. I mean if Sokka was a bender, that would be and if and if they did write Sokka so well, he would have been Mako. So that is Mako's biggest flaw, being Diet Coke Sokka. Being perfect. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I don't know. Um, his redeeming 
redeeming factors. He's a leader in a way. What do you think? He's a what? A, like a leader type guy and willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Yeah, he was a he was a he was the leader type. Uh for sure. He was the I guess alpha wolf in that I know. Cause fire ferrets. In in I know it, it, it good contrast. Diba? I think he, he was the Qatar of the group. It's because he was the most stable guy. Because you know, also we're 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 gonna talk about earlier. Cora has a lot of frustrating characteristics. Pretty unstable at times. The whole show, all the characters are all flawed. Yeah. Which is good, diba? Which is good, Sige, but you know, like you had Sokka, who is nothing special, let's be honest. He's not a bloodbender, right? He's not a metal bender. And yet, I can't think of a flaw for him. While everyone in Legend of Korra, except for key supporting characters, all are very flawed. And I mean, yeah. Well, well, it's it's part of like why I like the Legend of Korra is because it's more mature, of course, because yes. the target's obviously us. Because as a kid, we watched. Uh, well, at least for us, you were late, but yeah, uh, we were kids when we watched it. So like Toy Story three, right? Or four? <laughs> four, right? four, four. It was meant for us. So I mean, it, we're young adults now back then. I mean, I was college back then. Legend of Korra came out, so had more mature themes. It was more realistic, eh? So everyone was flawed. That's why I like it. It's because like that's how uh, reality is. I mean, I mean, and, even even the, even the main protagonist wasn't really perfect. I mean, she saved the day, she's uh, far of course. From and I guess you know, I like not the most not the perfect person. Yeah. And the thing with Korra is it's very modern. The mm. Aang feels more you like mga legends that we hear about, like see Malakas yeah, and the levels. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Korra is like Korra's like El Feli or something. El Food. Nolly, exactly. So you know, at least it gives us that. So Siget, what do you hate about Mako and what do you like about Mako? Hmm. Um, Marcos bravery for sure. Yeah, it's because so he's a hero. Is he a hero type? Eh? I mean, he he would he would risk his life for 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 everyone there. Um. Siguro, I I don't I don't know. This is this, uh, the one the the thing I I dislike about him, how he went on about Cora and Asami. Di ba kasi? Di, di, it's a sort of love triangle, and I hated him for it because, like, just, do just pick one. Exactly. Are you a fan of Archie comics, or did you watch Riverdale? Are you a fan of Archie, the character? I, I like the comics. I haven't seen Riverdale. No, Riverdale's not a kind of different story, but Archie was a playboy, right? He was like, he was yeah. like Ver- with Veronica Arnie. and with with Betty, ba? Tama ba? Betty and anyway. Veronica, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, dude, just pick pick one, right? I mean, it's it's petty thing, but like, there's nothing really to dislike then about Mako besides him being too perfect, of a fickle-minded. Fickle-minded, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. Ika, how about you? 
I like his bravery. I just don't like how he's so fickle-minded. That's for me. I just can't understand that. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, I mean, either way, everyone either way, flow. This, this was his flow. Yeah, I mean, either way, man, you win. Asami, man, like genius, pretty. <laughs> bit. Then you have Cora, yeah. who's exotic, brave, strong, right? I mean, man, just choose one. You win either way. It's like choosing between a Porsche and a Ferrari. Both of them, both of them reciprocated, eh? It's, it's not like him forcing himself to either of them or both of them. I mean, they, they reciprocated back. Eh? But eventually, exactly. you know, it made, made sense in the end. <laughs> so we'll talk about it later. Part. Yeah, next character is Cora. So, what do you think about her? Hmm. Yeah, Cora was also parang immature in a lot of ways. Eh? She was a, she was a teenage brat. Um, the difference between her and Ang, yung bending di Cora just was really just natural to her because she was a really powerful bender. So parang the I mean he. She uh, she she learned Except airbending in like what three? No, but airbending was her most difficult. Remember, everything else was yeah. easy. Yeah, so, so I'll get to that. Just because she was a very unstable person, um, mentally, had a lot of hormones, I guess maybe. Uh, but um, she was she was here and there. The reason she, I think, the reason why she she had difficulty with airbending is she had to had inner peace, or something like that. Yeah, or Zen, which she she really never, That's why I think, I think the easiest pala she learned was fire bending because she had rage, right? That's, she was that's very why also, in contrast, kaya I think that was one of the hardest elements to learn from Ang because he was a really peaceful guy. He could barely so, get angry. Kaya nga, she, he can barely like shoot the fire from his finger, right? Before, but yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, first, yeah, I think the only time I saw Ang very upset was when Appa got kidnapped. That was the only time. Uh, hmm. And but when he was like ending all three elements in the last episode. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Avatar State. Sorry, let's go back to Korra. Sorry, please continue. Okay, so Korra. So that, that one, and then what I like about Korra, hmm, well, despite it all, Deba, despite all her emotions. And dami kasing emotions si pigdaan ni Cora, eh, diba? She's dealing with herself. And then, she, may, may sort of pseudo-love interest with Mako. And then, um, yeah, and then she tried to save the world. But she always ends up also, like an avatar she is, um, always making the right decision then. Which is, uh, her redeeming factor, actually. The way, the way, I mean, <laughs> the, way she, the way she ended also season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your take, man. Your take, man. I mean, I know they needed to make Cora not perfect, you know, to make her relatable. But, you know, at, what I just didn't like about her is they made her, you know, that there are people, and I actually met people like this in school, who are just naturally smart. But they become so mayabang about it, mm. and you hate those people because, it's like, yeah, I get that you're smart, but is that your only character trait? 
Yeah. Eh, kung, like, like, oh, I'm so I can learn any bending easily. Ganun, it's like, really, Cora? Is that all you? Is that all your parents gave you? I mean, you know your mom, you know your dad, you know your freaking tribe. Is that all you are? Is that your whole personality? So, I mean, I get that they had to make her like that, but I felt they went a bit too overboard on that. But the one thing I like about Cora, and it's also related to Ang is how she was really willing to sacrifice herself. Like, she understood the gravitas of being the avatar for someone who I would call is a brat. But when it was time mm-hmm. to, you know, to yeah, put yeah. up, to, to, to get your hands dirty and to really accept that maybe you won't, you won't come back from this battle, I have to give it to her. Yeah. I really have to give it to her in that aspect. So let's talk okay. about uh, let's talk about the least interesting one after Mako, Asami, because I think season one was a lost season for her in my opinion. Season two as well. It was just season three and four where she really became interested. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about mm-hmm. Asami? So sorry. Let uh, I'll just do a quick background on everyone, just so that our viewers who may not have watched. So Korra is the Airbend is the next. Avatar after Ang. She's a waterbender from the Southern Water Tribe, same tribe as Katara and Sokka. Mako and Bolin are two benders who lost their father at an early age, same with their mother. Mako is a firebender and Bolin is a earthbender. And they're part of a sports team called the Fire Ferrets where they fight using different elements. And Asami is this rich girl who isn't a bender. But she's very smart in science and technology because her dad is like the Elon Musk of Republic City. Yeah. I think that's a quick background check on everyone. So let's do Asami next. So what do you think about Asami? Yeah, Asami. Uh, see, see, Asami was quiet character. What very. I mean by quiet is like she didn't she didn't do a lot uh, first second season, but uh, she uh, we saw we saw her potential. Uh, yeah, third and fourth season. I mean, I mean, Asami was the Sokka, right? So, but she, she, she didn't make her funny, of course. Um, but she was a very, um, I guess, reserved character. Um, also had a nice moral compass, right? I mean, he, she, she would, she, she would um, save save their asses also a few times out of just her, I uh, know, street smarts. I mean, she was smart, right? And she had Very resources smart. of her family um, came into play a few times. But uh, I think she balanced the team also. She balanced, she balanced the team. Um, good. I think aside from Mako, she, she, was, she was maybe the most mature. Yeah, I have to agree on that. Right? So, yeah, I, I like... Actually, I'd like Asami's character better than Mako. Baka. Yeah, actually, okay, fine. I, I agree with you that maybe season one and two may have been a lost season for her. But, you know, she became way more interesting compared to Mako, you know, season three and four. Sorry, give me one second because there's one character that's bothering me that I can't remember. You remember Julie, right? Oh, Julie. Oh. Barrett, there, she's sorry. She's so, boss, you know, man. 
Varric, Varric. So, Varric, so, sorry, so to our viewers, sorry, I have to remember because I'm, like, I'm missing someone. So our supporting characters, who we will talk about a bit later on, are Jinora, Tianzhen. Uh, yeah, so Jinora, Tianzhen. Uh, <laughs> um, Tuloy, Jinora, Tianzhen. Varric. Uh, Lin Beifong. Lin Beifong. And Misa Pai. Misa Pai. Let me see. Uh, is it wasn't there someone else? How about the twins? You see, see, uh, I use a water, no, we don't yes, need to talk God. about them. So, forget. so we have Varric and Julie, they're one, Jinora, Tenzen, and then they fall. And Pema, the wife of Chenzen, no, she's not that important. Fine, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. All right, so I agree everything with Asami. Um, what I don't like uh, is that the first two seasons I felt it was too lost for her. I felt that they could have made her more interesting back then, but I think mm. that they did her right in the end, which I think is most important. Um, what I love about Asami is even if she isn't a bender, she uses her smarts and technology. To really help them out. I mean, honestly, they could have lost a lot without Asami on their side at the end. Yeah. Then let's talk about Bolin. I mean, if we compare the main characters of both shows, I feel that Korra, these characters, like if they went one on one, like a team battle, they would easily lose to Team Av Team Last Airbender. What do you think? Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, easily the whole, the whole. That's why. That's why this era was amazing. Is because of all these people, diba? I mean, diba? Look at look at ano palang, Look at look at how the police is at this in this era. It was all started with metal bending, diba? Yeah, steel bending or yeah, metal bending in general. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean they 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 paved the way. Mm. So second, let's do Bolin quickly, then we should um do the supporting characters. Then let's get into the show. Bolin's probably my favorite character, I guess. I think now that I think about it. He's like he's like he's like the this the Sokka. Nah, was powerful. <laughs> I mean he did Sokka with he, he, he was a good bender. He was a good bender, but we learned how powerful he really was in the third season. Yeah. That when was amazing. He found his true potential, right? He really yeah. didn't go to take his himself that seriously. Also, he was always joking around, and you know, Mako always, parang Mako was the older, parang older. He's the older brother who always, parang set him right, right? So yeah, he was always doing good like things, that. yeah, But yeah. in the end, man, he's really, he's really, uh, no, he's really a good-hearted, really good-hearted person. But really powerful as well. So yeah, I like Bolin. Bolin was the best for me. And then his ferret. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. I think Bolin from the main characters is the most interesting and the most likable. Because mm -hmm. like what you said, great trait about him is he doesn't take himself too seriously. But his only flaw is at times he jokes too much. When yeah. he shouldn't be joking. But then again, it's not really a flaw because it's really his character. Yeah. That's how that's how he is. We saw most of the time, right? Yeah, true. Exactly. So let's talk about Julie and Varric and how they ended up together in the end. What did you think about 
I like that. I like Barak. He's, he's such a character. You know, he's so eccentric. I, I didn't, yeah, so so eccentric. I didn't know what to think about Varric. I thought I thought he was a shady person first. Mm-hmm. Then he we, then they could trust him, pala. And then Hindi then. And then okay, we can trust That's this guy, pala. Okay. And then we, we can never be sure about him, but he was. Yeah, he was a super rich guy with all the resources and had a super assistant. <laughs> You're so smart. <laughs> who could pull the strings? No, like, really cunning guy, cunning guy. Yeah. Julie do the thing and she knew what to do, right? It's like, it's like Mr. Evil. It's like Mr. Evil. Fire the laser. Get the laser. So, do you think they should have ended up together? Huh? Julie and I like ending up I mean, you can see you can see Julie was you know that's why that's why he was she was there she's absolutely loyal to him because uh, you know yeah she she loved him and, and he loved her it's just that he just didn't know how to express it right Siguro, yeah yeah I mean Julie what so, loyalty that's what loyalty is about. yeah ever since the but like Julie when he was in that bear suit remember there's no honey in this <laughs> sorry sir but there's no honey in here what we're in a freaking bear julie what <laughs> <laughs> oh, such interesting characters so from the supporting characters i mentioned so varic and julie that's one chenzen and janara and lin Fong. who is the most boring for you so who did we haven't we discussed yet? Tenzin, Beifong, well, Nora, Ajinora, and the, the couple. Who's the couple? Varric and Julie. Oh, okay, okay. Actually, you know, um, see, Tenzin was the most boring for me. It, it's because Agreed. it didn't. But to be fair, then, right? there was a lot of pressure on him to be the mo- the wise old man, right? Like how his. And he wanted he wanted also to be here, like his father. Pero yeah. he was he was having a hard time guiding Cora, diba, who was a, bra- a teenage brat. <laughs> uh, but and he, he he was lost in a lot of times, didn't know what to do. And it was frustrating because he was supposed to be the wise guy. So but I like that flaw of him. That, that makes him human because like I mean, he know he know what he he knows what he needs to do and in, in, is what is expected of him. Pero he he has his shorts he has his shortcomings. But yeah, because because of that, um, talk lang. I didn't yeah I didn't um like him that much as well. I mean, he, he his his kids could care less, diba? I mean, he, he tries to discipline them, but like they're they're they have their own characters as well. Eh? Like Genora, diba? I mean, uh, I guess I guess that's that's the the um, the best um, child rearing that he can do, you know, with Genora. But because because Genora was really a was really a pure character then. Eh? But yeah, I guess Tenzin Siguro, just in that regard. Well, what no, did what did you think no. about? Him? No, I agree. He is the most boring character, but he had to be. Eh? He had to be kind of like the elder statesman. And he idolized his father a lot because we all know that. Okay, so to quick background check, Katara and Ang ended up together, and they had three children: Bumi, um, I can't remember the girl's name, 
So Bumi, Katara Jr., and um, Tenzin. And Tenzin was an airbender, and he did his best to be like his father. And I can't really flaw him at that for being the most boring character because he had to be the elder statesman in that sense. And he had to rebuild the air nation. Air nation, yeah. Not not nomads anymore, but the air the airbending tribe. Exactly. And Sige, he is the most boring. But I have the most respect from him for him, honestly, Mm. just because he is the wisest of them all, right? And the most consistent of them all. So Mm. Sige. So we said our piece about Tenzin. Um, how about Janora? What do you think about her? Because that was really like out of the ballpark for me. I was so surprised about Janora as a character. Yeah, Janora, diba? Yung for for kids her uh, for kids her age, diba? Has a really high moral compass. Saka the growth, ganon the growth niya. Super, yeah. I mean, she had to step up, eh, and she did. So, you know, kudos to her. Um, I think, um. She was younger than the, the original gang, diba? Yes, she was, yeah. They weren't that young. I mean, diba? So having having that growth, that At young, that age. having to be mature, diba? In that age. And her build with the spirits, diba? That was she was better than her dad who studied mm. for decades and decades and decades. Yeah, couldn't know diba? Natural lang sa kanya. Diba? Yeah. Natural lang. So I'm happy with Janora. So I think she's an excellent supporting character. How about you? Do you, do you mm. agree on that statement? Yeah, I like Janora. Yeah, she's a now let the good dynamic also. Now let's talk about the character who I felt they robbed this whole Legend of Korra. Lin Beifong deserved more than what she got. Honestly. Yep. Yep. Just like she's her. Like, I'm getting- I, I I for the supporting characters I liked her the best because splitting really fell off the tree diba from from tough she was really like her mother um grab the the she was authoritarian diba pero i mean she set everybody right um and she was stiff and she was strict pero galing eh. um she was a likable character um despite that and yeah, para siyang Captain Phasma, they couldn't do more. They could have do, done more, di ba? Um, so powerful as well. Galing, di ba? Yeah, weren't you, weren't you, you know, weren't you mind blown when, when, when the whole police was introduced and how they used steel yeah. to, like, fly? Galing, exactly. Damn, yeah. Yeah. Galing. I mean, oh, galing. But then, what do you expect from the daughter of the great Toph, Beifong, right? I mean, they have a freaking statue of her there, yeah. So I de- definitely agree with you. Everything about uh, Lin, I felt that she was a character who should have gotten way more time than she did. So you know how we spoke about the spirituality and moral compass of Airbender. For Korra, I just want to nip it right in the bud. So each episode, so each book, right? So first book is political. Second book is spiritual. Then books three and four are political again. Uh, I guess we both can agree that season two was a waste of time for everyone. <laughs> uh, but let's go well, with season I'm one. A few moments. For a few moments. Yeah, yeah like but still. Anyway, so let's go to season one when Amon was the greatest villain there. 
So, you know, the difference between the two shows is, unlike in Avatar, where it's all Ozai with uh, Azula, each season in Korra, there's a different villain. And yet, if you look at the, the core of each villain, it's the same. So, Amon wanted unity. He wanted a classless society where, air, where benders didn't exist and everyone was human. Right? Um, Unalak wanted us to all go back with the spirits to be equal with them so it's all about equality because Zahir, same thing he wanted chaos and equality and uh kavora kivora kivora what's the girl also wanted equality so it's all about equality so let's quickly talk about each episode each season so okay Quick question now, Josh. Who is the best Legend of Korra villain for you? Without a doubt, Landslide. The Michael Jordan of villains for okay. season two. Is a here, definitely, man. Definitely, man. Zaheer, man. No doubt. Okay. Zaheer, man. He's like a, I was telling you, right? he was like a joker. Na parang, True evil, then it's like yung ideology niya, why he he believes, why he's doing what he's doing. He just can't, he just can't annoy. You can, you can't unlike it. Eh. I mean, of course, he, he he killed a lot of people. He hurt a lot of people. Um, he killed the freaking done, queen, done wrong, but like the the he has he believes in it, right? He's that's his philosophy. Eh. I agree, definitely. Zahir is the greatest villain, but fine. I'm going to make it a bit more difficult, the next question. I will take out Unalak because that is everyone's answer. Who is the worst amongst the three? No Unalak. Kuvira. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. I agree. Kuvira also. Because for me, like, I don't know how you feel, but I felt that Kuvira was... Yeah, she... she. I just felt that she was Zahir Diet Coke version. She was like Amon plus Zahir Diet Coke. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, her her power also wasn't that convincing. I mean, I mean, yeah. She's the just... biggest thing she had was she had an army. And uh freaking mecha, by the way. The freaking mecha, <laughs> he he she brought in the end. Damn. Yeah. Pero aside from that, wala. The... Parang, dude, Zahir could fly. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, man. Like Zahir, like that's what I was telling you. I don't know if you visit my Twitter. Did you visit my uh, Twitter? Oh. Are you, you are you on your phone now? Okay, I'll go to your Twitter right now. Go to my Twitter and see 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 my cover photo. See my cover photo. One second. It's taking time to load. So I'm just gonna type your name. Oh shit. Sorry, 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 It's wrong, but it's wrong. But anyway, I, I wanted it, I wanted to quote that in my cover photo. But anyways, that was the most quotable quote for me. Twitter. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I changed it to pala. I changed it to pala. But anyways, b- before I had Zahir's coat there, when uh, you know when he saw who's 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 the girl he loved, the lava bender. Please, please, please. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he, she died, the she, she 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 made, made that face. Parang she, he 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 uh parang mentality parang. Let go of your earthly tethers, enter the oh, void, and then he fell <laughs> and flew. Yeah. 
That was the most quotable quote. Right for a villain, diba? For a villain to have that moment of like ngaling. I mean, you you'd, you'd have that moment for for heroes, eh? But not for a villain, diba? That's why if you ask me, and you can ask Rika. Like someone super Saiyan, when I was watching season three, I was telling Rika, I hope Zaheer's the villain in season four. I really hope. And of course, Rika was just like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, then, putang, it's Kovira. Zaheer. We, 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 we all would, would not have mind, right? If Zaheer was no still the one, villain. <laughs> no one would have mind. But, I mean, that's nitpicking as well. But yeah, Zaheer definitely and Kovira. So let's talk about season one first, which is Air. Uh, so Amon wanted no benders and things like that. What did you think of that season? I like that season. So, so number one is that um, they introduced the world. That's that's the most interesting. That's that's what got me hooked with Korra. Is because that there's the same way how we felt about the Force Awakens after the whole trilogy of Star Wars. Sorry, I keep making Star Wars analogies. Anyway, the continuing of the the, the 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 story we we came to love and how it was in the um in the epilogue diba? i mean this whole world of parang the modern world na everyone's uh, technically at peace diba? i mean it's it, there, there wasn't any nation trying to invade one another everyone was quite at peace and had every had quite technology now it was a steampunk ish age diba? Uh, i like that part um they had vehicles they had the police for for freaking sake, right? That still bended. And what? The blimps. Yeah, the blimps, and also the sport they were playing, right? I mean, I didn't recall a sport they played. Nung ano eh, nung Legend of Wala. Ang. Eh. I mean, they have all these things for recreation and then lifestyle. I mean, there were triads, there were gangs, right? So that world, that modern world, is like parang very relatable. I mean, from a traditional now to a modern world. I like that part for season one. And then also, very mysterious. Ang galing din ng ideology ni, ano eh, ni Amon. It's like, here's a guy who believes in, I mean, equality, right? It's like a communist, uh, rightist guy who believes that everyone should have equal equality. And by that sense, take everyone's bending. He, he sees bending as a elitist, like, uh, status of power, mm-hmm. diba? He wants to take out that away from people. I mean, grab it. I mean, you could have. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of any villain, cartoon or not, who has that, you know, for the, on the top of my head. Um, and, and by that regard, I can't really. I'm a hard guy to hate as well, diba? I mean, it's, it's to a fault because, you know, you shouldn't take away people's. Um, Choice. I mean, people were born benders, right? I mean, you can't really fault them for being, you know. So there's there's kind of a ganon classing um, moral dilemma as well. But yeah, I, I liked season one actually, the second best for me aside from season three. Yeah, definitely. And you know, what I liked about the whole Amon thing was like what you mentioned. It's it's equality, but in an extreme way. Because, yeah. you know, if you just said, hey, guys, I think there should be a precedent, not just a council of an earthbender, a firebender, a waterbender, an airbender. 
I think we should have a democracy. I think more people would have gotten behind him. But the problem with him was he pretended he is a waterbender who's one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah. And that's all that. And so, you know, for me, as a political science student, loves politics. Season one was amazing because you mentioned that Republic City was what got you hooked. But what got me hooked was the politics about mm. it. Because the thing was, Ang, when he, he and the others, you know, founded Republic City, it should have been a city of equality where people and air and benders could live together and prosper together. But because, you know, benders felt that they were better than regular people, the benders had mm, more power. Yeah. So here's a so yeah, I'll ask you right now. What is the biggest flaw of season one for you? Biggest flaw of season one. Mm. I don't know. W- w- would you agree? Parang kulang pa yung history behind it. Eh? One why I'm on. Um, I mean, he talks about it a lot in his dialogue. But uh, it wasn't really like hard, like like proof or like um, things that were happening that he would agree with him. No, the vendors are, are elitists or um, look down on on Anoy. It's like parang him believing that, but the, um, everyone else didn't seem to show it. So I I, I would have la- liked to see parang people vendors bullying, you know, normal people. Yeah. And Amon being like a Robin Hood type character who stood up for those people, um, you know, to, to a fault. Pero, um, siguro yun, could, could, have, could, could have added more you know, depth to it. That could have changed a lot, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have ruled for Amon, right? I guess for me, the biggest flaw of season one is how they ended it. Remember how Amon and that Southern Water Tribe senator are brothers? Hmm. What I didn't like lang was in the end, diba, he put on the glove and exploded the be- the speedboat to kill the two of them. Hmm. I felt that it was the best way that, that they both died because remember how Amon was crying because he felt that I'm with my brother again. But the way I saw it was Amon got his brother because he wanted to die already because he had no more power. Hmm. He lost his sergeant. He lost his people. And so mm, for them, yeah. because they were raised up in a very bad way with Yakon as their father, he just wanted it to be ended. And that's why I thought the tears were not because of being reunited, but the tears were like, let's just end this, you know, the two of us. But I just didn't like the fact that Cora never was told that, oh, we found scraps of the ship and Amon is dead. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I think that was the biggest yeah. loss. Yeah. And I think the two of us could agree the biggest flaw of season two was just season two. <laughs> no, but oh, what, what I hate is like, so I mean, I have to give it that. No, what I like about season two is they kind of brought us to the origins of what an avatar is. Yeah, I like I like one story. Those exactly. episodes. That, that, those are that's just two, man. Two out of what? 14, 16? See, moment. That's what I mean. I mean, like, right? moment. No, but the whole season was a freaking filler. And 
Unalak was such a bad villain in the sense that he's not interesting. The most interesting about him is his daughter, who was barely yeah. in season two. And, you know, for me, I like how they try doing the whole spiritual side padin. But the thing is, Korra should be more about politics, more about mm. beliefs. Take mm. out the spiritual side already and that's why i don't want to discuss season two because it's not worth it right now honestly so they had to do I, it because the space world had to play a part in the next exactly. season so fine so they had they had to f- find a villain who who wanted the spirit world open so right? I, from what i hear no and i'm gonna give some more fun facts and before i do i'd like to thank our sponsors again so koi blends so to the people who are still watching, use this code. If you're one of the first five customers, you get 50 off if you buy coffee and tea bags or coffee grounds. Next is, of course, the best Quirk Clothing Co. So visit their Facebook and their Instagram to get excellent shirts and definitely go to as well to Swagat Indian Cuisine. Now, let's talk a bit more about, uh, because let's, again, let's talk a bit about season two, then we talk about season three and season four, the really great seasons. So I do get your point that you know you want it, that they needed the spiritual side and things like that but the thing is they didn't do it right i thought that if they because here's the thing fun fact before m night Shalaman made the first last airbender film wanted a season four for abbott for Ang and his friends but then the creator said just make the film instead for cora um, they decided to have four seasons because they wanted the spiritual side, which I just felt that they didn't write it that well. But I do get your point that the spirit yeah. did make a great impact on all. And I think that's that. Yes, so I, I mean, they had to... Them? I mean, because, yeah, think about it. How, how, how else would they have uh, introduced... Uh, one, the origins of, of the Avatar, of the Avatar state, diba. Also, you know, they, again, they brought back Uncle Iroh, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Can I just say? Nikora. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, Iroh, diba? man. Giving wisdom anyway. And also, what I like, the, ending, yeah, go ahead. the ending, diba? The ending. They went back. So, I mean, it had to be, season two had to be there. But yeah. It was a whole filler season, I think. I thought that they had to because be. because the fun fact for for Korra is they thought Korra was going to be a mini series that season one and that was it. Then Nickelodeon's like, no, we need more seasons. So they, I think they really rushed season two. I mean, I if think it was just season one, but it was an amazing season. Yeah, but I, I glad I glad. I wish they they just did better, but we can't blame them. So Sige, let's stop season yeah. two. Let's quickly discuss season three and season four. So season three is perfect because Zaheer is probably the second greatest villain after Ozai, honestly. And you know, he is the Joker. He's close, yeah. Like, I give Ozai a 10, Zaheer is 9.9. Agreed. You know, and the thing with about season 3 is you you can understand where he's coming from, man. He doesn't want any kind of monarch. He doesn't want any kind of, you know, frank superior person amongst men. He wants all men to fend for themselves and to be equal amongst each other. And 
that kind of ideology is quite rare and it does make sense in theory but not in action so what do you think about season three yeah agreed um um i think he believed in chaos right? i mean i mean chaos in the sense that if you know if you think about it if uh his belief is for everyone to fend on their own and everyone to be free but that will lead to chaos but right? no regulation no no but that's what how how he how 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 he think the world should have been uh that's why it's why he went on that rampage um yeah it's a really a joker kind character there that's how that's what the joker want, just really wanted is patterns people to have you know to be free and do whatever they wanted um that's why, that's why i respect him as a villain um and Amazing. He the most also I, I, I would think and and ang galing nung cast nila that three one was once a super uh, we thought at first Zahir was just a really strong airbender but he was a wow parang uh he elevated airbending pa at the end but one was a lava bender um he, her, her her his partner diba and the other the other guy could be else diba uh so the group was Wait, the Red Lotus. Yung girl pa yung lava bender. Yung guy pala. The guy is the lava bender. The girl is the water bender. Tapos yung isa is can do fire for her from her mind. Oh, sh- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the fourth girl? They had all elements. True. And then they were super... The, ang, ang galing kasi. They were the, parang... Para siyang um, Arkham Asylum. They were the baddest. They were the most powerful villains. And they locked them up in in isolation against from each other and diba parang the, the one was in a cave couldn't do could, couldn't uh, have his power on us here was like in a parang locked cage uh so they were really parang, he, he was the one in the locked cage he was the last one to go or no he was the one who first one pala. then yeah, second one was boat Mm. So, so there wasn't any earth beside him, diba? Yeah. Diba? They, they were all, they were all, parang si Magneto being, being, um, jailed in a plastic. Parang ganun type, diba? Ang galing, kasi like, they were really badass. No, super so, like, like so for me, season three was perfect because, you know, th- that's where we really saw how strong Korra was as a avatar. She was Mercury mm. freaking put in her body and she was able to fight for how many minutes? Yeah. She was supposed to die immediately. Mm. That's why I say Cora is a natural. Diba si Ang, every time he needs to go in an avatar state, he would he would take such a long parang Dragon Ball type. Yeah, she had he had to charge. Because he would he would faint at the end, diba? Always. Yeah. Siguro, the, the last season was the only time he didn't. For like he would uh, use up all his energy. Sikora will just just avatar in a snap, right? Her eyes will just glow out of nowhere. Um, so, uh, yeah. All right. Like, then, like, really powerful. then let's talk yeah, about. Um, so before we talk about season four and the last season, I just want to talk about the soccer thing about Korra. Mm. So spoilers. 
Zuko was there, Katara is there, and Toph is there. Uncle Iroh was there. I was very upset that Sokka wasn't there. Yeah. I think they did him dirty in that aspect, honestly. Yeah, but they mentioned him at times, but yeah, I but didn't see him. man, come on, really? You couldn't see an old man Sokka talk about his old parang battle days and how he yeah, was and could we have not gotten that but anyway season four with Kavira what do you think about that mm, it was an, I, I like I like that season also um it's because like, yun eh. I mean um let's say lang, ah, let's let's include una luck again Kovira ha- had to be the weakest villain. Diba? Yeah. I mean, Unalak had, had the evil spirit with him. Diba? I mean, <laughs> he's he quite, quite powerful. He had Vatu. Kovira uh, was just really a fascist Un- leader. Unifier. I mean, he was, he was a strong, he, she was a strong earthbender. But like, she had an army din kasi. So she was and a formidable meta. force because of her influence. Naman. Not because of her power. Because of um like a, almost a cult following then also, you know. But just in mass. Um that's why um it was difficult she was a difficult villain to face because of that fact, because undaming young resources. It's like uh, a lot of times they were just overwhelming uh for the team, diba. Even with Beifong there, they had every help they had na in that last season, trying to defeat that Mecca and all. But yeah, yeah, um, I I, I like then um, how 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 everything ended, uh, as well in the, the character arc, of everyone. Well, for me, yeah, but- biggest flaw was really Kavira as a villain because. They just introduced her last part of season three. Then suddenly she became the big villain of season four, right? Mm-hmm. I felt that if they yeah. were going to end Kor in four seasons, man, Zahir should have been the last one. Zahir right. was too good to be just season three villain. I mean, I was hoping he would have been season four villain. But I'll do give credit to, to Kovira because she was a villain, but she didn't believe she was a villain. And if you put her her belief, her morals in theory, they're not villainous morals. She just wanted to make the Earth nation great again, basically. Mm. Right? But, you, you know, for me, in the end, how, you know, much, how technology defeated her and things like that. Yeah, so season four was excellent, just because of the, poli- the politics behind it and all. So, we're nearing the end of the show josh and i feel that we've criminally underspoke about season or cora in general and maybe we could have an episode in the future about just cora this time we really spoke in depth about avatar but if i were to ask you right now from the two shows which is this more superior show for you ah okay um so for me honestly um i'd put I'd put Cora on top of, of, of the last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Maybe a popular 
opinion <laughs> or surprising for you <laughs> yeah okay go, go ahead why no okay but uh it's because for sure no doubt um the last airbender the first one um nothing short of perfect uh story um character arc diba? um concept lahat, plot but I like um, the political themes of Korra and how it was modern and how it was mature um, and how it how it um, spoke to an older audience. I guess maybe, you know, I had, I had more appreciation of those things other than um, the story and all. So, but it wins just by a slim, ano, uh, it wins just by a slim, ano. Can we talk about that ending? That ending eh, is very liberal. <laughs> yeah, we will, we will talk about the endings of both after that. But yeah, so you choose Korra. Diba? Diba? I mean, th- 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 that, that, that's a big part. Um, how, how it ended as well. It's like, um, um, well, for one, I think the writers just listen to the fans. Diba? Pero, um, it's also unorthodox. Had a lot of flaws. I mean, we couldn't flaw The Last Airbender that much. But this one had a lot of flaws. But that's I like the imperfectness of it. Um, at the same time, it being modern. So yeah, I I give it a slim. So, win. as a guy who loves politics, I have to disagree and give it to Avatar. <laughs> uh, I mean, to to Last Airbender, just because I get your points. Huh? And I'll and let's just talk about the ending right now. Avatar ends with Katara and Ang kissing, and that was the end. Cora mm-hmm. ends with Asami and Cora without kissing, but going on vacation into the spirit world, which I agree. Holy. In terms of in, uh, holding hands, both hands. Ibae, when you hold someone's two hands, you don't need to kiss because you know they're together, right? Yeah. When they face each other. But the thing is, I, I appreciate that ending because it's very liberal. It's very modern. It shows that it shows kids that. Don't be afraid of who you are. Embrace who you are. I love the yeah. message and things like that. But the thing about Cora is it has too many flaws. I, I agree that you love the flaws, that um, it's very modern and things like that. But in my opinion, it's more difficult to write a cliche show like Avatar, wherein good versus evil and you know perfect mm. characters it's more difficult to write that well as compared to having a good political show don't get me wrong i agree it's a slim win as well like gatoa if i give let's say avatar last ember airbender 100% i give legend of car 99.9% it's just that if season 2 was better easily tambak Cora would have been better, in my opinion. <laughs> but I do yeah. agree that I mean, I mean, for me, it's like I love that Cora and Asami ended up together. They did listen to the fans, and at that moment, it was very important for society to see that because you don't you didn't see that much yeah. at back then. That was like more than that was like ten years ago, give or take, right? Right. Yeah. A lot. A lot has happened. Yeah, so I definitely give that to Kara, but I would definitely give it to Last Airbender 
And biggest factor is Uncle Iroh was an amazing character in Last Airbender as well. The thing to say with Korra for me is they they got all of those characters back. The only characters they didn't get back was Sokka. Mm. But they got the help of everyone else. Toph was there. Katara yeah, was Toph. there. Zuko was there. Aang was there. Mm. Uncle Iroh was there. So that's why I have to give The Last Airbender because Aang didn't have those kinds of you know, f- fan service cameos. So that's how I give it to last airbender. So before we end the show, earlier, Josh, I said, you choose a character that you think I am, and I choose a character who I think you are. So what's your answer? Okay, let me give... Say again. How about you first? I think you have an answer now. Do we choose from both shows? So my answer is a mix of two characters. What do you mean? Fine. So if I were to choose from Legend of Korra, I would definitely say I see a bit of um it's a mix of many characters, eh? but for Korra palang, it's just Bolin and Mako. Mako okay. in the sense of the leadership aspect and Bolin because you're fun. You're funny and stuff like that. So if they mixed Mako and Bolin, it would be you. Now, for Avatar, I kind of see you, and I, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I see you as season four Zuko. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's why my that? answer. So, why Zuko? Because... I, I know you, and you're the type of guy who always do the right thing in the end. And that's season four, Zuko. We all have our flaws, but Zuko is talented. He knows what he's doing, and he's going to do the right thing. So, yeah. Fair enough. Thanks for that. So, mix Except of three scar. Characters. Yeah, no scar, no scar. Yeah, you know, man. Um... I think I think I think easy the easier one Muna. I think for Cora, you're bowling for sure. <laughs> fun fun guy, you know. Um, but means well. Always means well. That's the most important part. Has the has the biggest heart, I think. Always means well and uh, has everybody um has everybody's back, diba. I mean bo- hmm. bowling didn't you know bowling didn't disappoint anyone. Actually, yeah, I agree to that one, yeah. Diba? I mean, diba? He, he 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 had everyone's. Uh, um, I mean, Cora disappointed a lot of people, but everyone. Si, Asami as well yeah. didn't. I, I mean, but Asami was just like, mm, meh. I mean, yeah, in the background lang, but Bolin, diba? um, expressively had everyone's back. Um, Asami just you know, Asami in the background in in, in her own way, and then see, kay, the harder ones, Ang, um, the first season. Mm, uh, the first series. I'd like to th- I'd like to say a mix of Sokka because of the humor. <laughs> always jokes around. Like and always kids everyone. But you have also an Uncle Iroh in you. Uh, oh, I like, I like that. that. Uh, 
the tito na I'm old magano. Tito na wise. Alam mo dapat din 'yan. <laughs> But you know, you know, you, 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 I mean, we could we could always ask advice from you. Diba? Wow, kalamang um, tito pala no. Oh, anything, man. And yes, you are you are a tito, so it's Yeah. I, I mean the fact that I'm drinking wine right now by the way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, cheers, bro. <laughs> nice. Pero may Encanto, Encanto beer ka, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, not, 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 uh, ano, not sponsored, not pero baka naman. <laughs> baka so, naman. Here's the, so here's the last question for you, Josh, before, you know, we end this show. So I answered who I think you are, and you gave me who you think I am. Personally, who character do you think you are on Avatar, Last Airbender, and Korra? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, uh, I've thought about that. So yeah, let me have a second to think. So yeah, while you're thinking, I'll thank our sponsors for the last time. But use this time to think while I'm thanking them. So first one, I'd like to thank Koi Blends. Guys, here is the code again. First five people who use this code. TMO... DKB, basta this code. I'm not sure if that's an L or an I. Uh, if you use this code, you get 50 pesos off when you buy tea bags and ground and coffee grounds. First five customers only. I'd like to thank Quirk Clothing, guys. Great, 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 great shirts. You know, I mean, we're all 90s kids. We're all millennials. We just want to remember playing racing games and having minimalist shirts. You know, I mean, we all went through the phase where our shirts had to be loud. But the truth is, we millennials love simple stuff that reminds us of our childhoods. That is Quirk Clothing Co. Visit their Facebook, visit their IG. And lastly, visit Swagat Indian Cuisine. They have the best samosas in the Philippines, in my opinion, and probably Southeast Asia. I mean, I've wow. eaten at Indian restaurants in Cambodia, and Swagat Indian Cuisine is still the best. Quick fun fact, though. There's a Swagat in Cambodia to the point that I called Ash and said, Ash? Do you have relatives in Cambodia? He's like, no, man. Apparently, Swagat is a common name for a restaurant. I was like, oh, okay. So, Josh, do you have your answer yet? Uh, I think I do. I think I do. Okay. Let's do that. Maybe quite, um, for, for Avatar, the last airbender. I think I'm a Katara. It's because... Um, Uh, I always like to do the, um, the the right thing and make sure everyone's um, in check, I guess. So is it maybe that's just me? No, no, me no. I, I, I actually I wanted to say Qatar a while ago, but I felt more of season three, four of Zuko, just because you have a stronger personality than Katara for me. But yeah, anyway, that's your opinion. So Katara for. Last Airbender and for Korra. I mean, Zuko kasi had an evil arc, eh, so I can't. No, but see that's why season three, season four. <laughs> Parang, I I made right, it specific, na eh. Yeah, I got you on that. So so I know I think hmm, maybe another boring answer, but I think kay Korra. Um, oh, okay, maybe not. I, I I I wanted to say Mako because of the same reason, but maybe I'm also a Bolin. Um, like to joke around, but means well. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, got your back. 
and um, I'm always, um, uh, you know, available to help anyone uh, if I can, you know, in my um, in my own uh, power. So yeah, but Mako because I was gonna say Mako is because same same was like uh, I I said Kanina he was the Qatar of the season of the series, uh, always the leader type that uh, wanted the best for everyone. Um, yeah. For me, man, I think you're gonna find this funny. But in core, I see myself as Lin Bei Fong, because you know me. I, I'm very humorous, but I can also be an asshole at times. But I mean well yeah. when I when I mean. The, the fun fact about me is when I'm extra mean to you, that's because I extra care about you. And the reason why I'm never mean to Josh is because I don't think there's anything he needs to improve on that I can visually see. But if, like, if like, there. Like for someone else, so we know, <laughs> or like a lot of people. <laughs> but I mean, shout out to someone. <laughs> no, but point is, so that's how I am. Like you know, Lynn means well. She's extra meaty if she cares about me. So that's why mm, I, that's true, I chose that's Lynn over Bolin just for that fact. And I appreciate Josh's answer of Uncle Iroh because I really saw myself in Uncle Iroh a lot. Yon, titos of money. <laughs> I, I always wanted to be the type na, you know, when younger people kalumang tanda ko na, no? na, you know, they can go to me, ask me <laughs> questions. Paparets. So I appreciate that answer from Josh. So yeah, so that was the episode. I'd like to thank Josh for joining us. Definitely, I think we should well, have you, our own. Thank, no, thank you also, Josh. I mean, you know, this is an episode I really wanted to do. It's a passion project. Hopefully, we could do one for yeah. Korra, but definitely for Game of Thrones last season. We're going to find a way oh. to get burbs. Okay. He has a different time zone, but we're going to get burbs. Ina's going to get involved. But hopefully, yeah, we're going to do a podcast in the morning if you have to. <laughs> morning. Just to get. How many hours are behind burbs? Or how many hours behind by Sigago? No, no, no. He's ahead by about six hours, maybe, I think. Not, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So, we so, have to do it on the weekend, siguro. Hapon. Yeah. And like, the wake. Because it's 6 hours, 8 p.m. Parang ganun. Maybe. Man, to, we so, we do it. We have to plan that properly. You really have to plan that properly. But definitely, guys, I can't wait for our viewers. Thank you for joining us. I mean, maybe some of you couldn't follow, but okay. thank you for watching. Uh, but we will definitely have an episode about the last season of Game of Thrones. But... Let's see if we can do an episode purely on Legend of Korra. I feel I felt that you know the thing about the whole Avatar series is it's impossible to talk about one just for one hour each. Let, let's be honest, Josh. Yeah. One hour pa lang, we're talking about characters lang pala. Then one hour we're talking about the world building and another hour we're talking about each episode. Na. Yeah, nah, it deserves more. It deserves more. Probably a part two of this. We can definitely do a part two in the future, but I'd like to thank Josh for taking time. He's a very, very busy person. So yeah, thank you everyone. Iglap will be back in two weeks. So second week of February, we will have an episode. So stay tuned on what that episode is. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for everyone watching. Have Thanks, a great... Guys. Thanks. Thank you as well, Josh. Have a great Happy weekend, here. everyone. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.